Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome in. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wilkes Couture. I am Jay White. Good morning to you. Thank you for listening. We hope to hear from you today. I am Jay White, host of the show. There's nothing... Technically technical about any of my uh, titles, so I'll skip right through that. Uh, Wiltz here is an IT expert at Newcore Core Steel and an IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And uh, he is uh, the lead expert today. Jeremy is out this week. Wiltz and our uh, our Skype call has the, uh, the uh, set to Married with Children behind him. Uh, he is sitting in the uh, Al Bundy spot right now. So I know you can't see that on the radio, but I know you can imagine that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> he's going to throw a hand in his pants and sit back and yep. and uh, watch some television and, and complain at Peg or whoever. Uh, so you could call us this morning, 877-672-7464 is the number. That's 877-MPB-RING. We certainly would love to hear from you this morning. There is plenty to get into, including... Uh, boy, just the thing that we talked about last week, Wilts, the the big hack on Google, and you uh, went into the attack on solar winds, and now there's been a lot more news this week that has come out, including uh, not a specifically detailed list, but uh, Microsoft admitting that uh, whoever it was, and and they were kind of elusive with specific blame. But they would go as far to say it was like a state slash union uh, that got into the solar wind system and saw uh, source code of several different products and many, many, many different uh, agencies uh, in our government uh, are at risk. Uh, one guy going as far as to say that many agencies at this point still don't know how on fire they are right now, which is pretty crazy to think about that and and you know a lot of you know multi-billion dollar businesses and industries and all that so lots of <laughs> happy new year so a lot of stuff to, to dig yeah, into I mean, right away yeah i mean that is uh i kind of alluded to last week that that is going to be i think the um that that was a lot bigger than i think a lot of people actually really realized just how deep they were able to get that tick kind of dug in there it was uh there's going to be some fallout out of it. I noticed the, um, the news now, and I know they they pulled down, and they're trying to make sure that there's not a huge list out there of just exactly who all their customers are. But, you know, just from the industry side of things, let me just say it, it's a lot. Um, I don't know who they are either, but I do know it, it's a lot. SolarWinds is a... Um, well, I mean, it's just a very common... It's, it's a very common tool. It's very... Well, maybe before all of this, a very trusted tool that did a lot of uh, a lot of things. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting ride on the IT security side of the world. How, how, as an IT guy, as an IT instructor, and as an IT guy uh, for a company, 
how do you take this information and go forward with it? I mean, do you try to do you try to dig in and you know educate yourself more on how to prepare for stuff like this, or do you do you kind of go back and rededicate yourself to making sure that you know all your all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted? Do you do you try to educate the workforce that you work with? You know, just a little bit more. I mean, at some point, it's almost like you know it's beating a dead horse, but you almost can't beat the horse too dead on this one. How do you, how do you approach that as an IT guy? Well, I mean, you know, one thing you hit on that's definitely key is educating the workforce. And yeah, you know, they probably do get tired of hearing from us every now and then. Um, but the most common entry point for these bad things to happen is typically through an end user. It's somebody clicking a bad link in an email, somebody falling for a phishing scam. That is the, you know, I don't know exactly know what the entry point was in for this particular hack, but that's probably my my number one concern is one of you know my teammates out here clicking on something that they shouldn't and and boom now I'm having to scramble and figure out what's still on fire. Um, but on this, I mean, this also brings up the whole you know trust in a company. This hack happened over the summer. We're just hearing about it. You know, um, me as a potential customer, for example, I'd be sitting there like, okay, so you're saying my information was stolen six months ago, and you're just now telling me. You know that that kind of brings up a uh, yeah, you know, at least in my mind, that's that's kind of like a, a lack in trust, and um, so that's that's going to be definitely a hit there. It makes me um, from the IT side of things, it makes me a little bit more cautious when it comes to um, updates. With you know, it, it's real easy to sit there and say, you know, uh, you know. Joe Bob's IT company, you know, you don't, you're, you're almost a little bit more cautious with them. But when you start thinking about the Microsofts and the Googles, you're like, oh, okay, I trust these guys. You know, they're really big companies. It really does, uh, being honest, it just casts a little bit of a shadow of doubt, a little bit of hesitation for me to click that update button now. And uh, that's not something that we, that's, that's not a road we want to really go down too far because, you know, that might just be one of those proverbial, that's just what the bad guys want if we're not updating and we leave ourselves open. So it's really, yeah, we're really walking a razor's edge there. Um, but really, a lot of it just goes back to, I think we've just got to kind of double down on training and, and getting people and getting like our listeners and everyone else to just understand just because it's on the internet, please don't trust it. Just because it comes in your email, please don't trust it. Um, I mean, we literally see thousands of these things yeah. constantly coming on in. So a lot to dig into today. We could talk about that some more as well. Uh, Verizon has uh, has put plans to shut down their 3G network on hold indefinitely. Uh, and uh, my signal inside of this here building and that their control room in front of me is thankful that Verizon has decided to do that because that's about all I can get over there, some 3G. Uh, Many buildings are happy with that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um we have the list, of course. I like to go through this uh, once a month or so. The stuff that is uh, leaving Netflix in January 2021 and what's coming in. A list of stuff coming in is pretty good, and there's not a whole lot that's been going away. There was a big list of casualties that went away at the end of December. We talked about that last month, uh, and and there's some pretty interesting. There's always a wide array of movies uh, from a, a, a wide-spanning era of years I'm, I'm interested who is it that pursues these individual movies specifically it's a very interesting and usually very eclectic list of movies uh fortnite developer epic games who we've talked about a lot over the last year or so uh, for their big uh, uh lawsuit that they are in currently with uh, facebook and the like and and, and google and the antitrust issues and things like that They've decided to buy a mall, a dying mall in North Carolina to put their their new headquarters in. And it's funny, as soon as we got through with our introduction at the at the top of the show, Java said when you said Fort when you said the Fortnite people bought a mall, the first thing I thought you were going to say is is what, Java? Arcade. I thought we were going to have like the world's biggest <laughs> arcade. Like they were going to turn a mall uh, to Fort, Fortnite that Live, cool. right? The biggest yeah. diamond gems ever. <laughs> Hey, I've got an idea for Metro Center. Right? There we go. The Metro Center that Mall in, in Jackson, which is may or may not have been purchased recently. No one can really figure out. But anyway, uh, Adobe Flash set to ride off into the sunset and and low these warnings that I don't have to read anymore. But then Wilts last night, 
uh, you know, keeping up with the two senatorial elections in Georgia, uh, as opposed to listening to people rattle on about this with their individual opinions. I found a nice live stream on YouTube of Reuters, which basically just put the stats up. You know, I don't have to listen to people talk. I don't have to listen to other people's interpretation of it. I just get to see the vote count as it comes in updated live. And then lo and behold, about 930, bang, an Adobe box pops up telling them, do do you want to uninstall Flash? And I'm, it ruined it. It stayed up for out for like the next two or three hours until they ended the feed, and it blocked one whole entire view of one of the two races. And I'm like, this is some, this is some 2020 technology. It just encompassed the whole thing. I'm, I'm watching this YouTube live live feed of these really important elections, and then bam, Flash wants to remind us one more again that you're going to have to get rid of me one way or the other. You've been 2020. <laughs> right, right. You totally got 2020 over the barrel. Um, yeah, I think that we're, you're going to see more of that, at least for the first half of this. Uh, Flash was so embedded in everything yeah. for so long. And, you know, the warning signs have been up for a while. We've been saying it for a while. And, you know, those who don't know, I mean, it, w- it was a major security risk. There was a lot of things that were compromised about Flash. Um, but a lot of things were written in it. A lot of things were programmed in it. Uh, from the business side of things, you know, a lot of older homegrown apps were actually put up into it. So, yeah, you're going to see a few of those things still pop up. But uh, in all honesty, at the end of the day, good riddance. Please be gone. <laughs> Please be out of there. Please take the Chrome alerts away. I'm tired of seeing that banner, um, you know, and just move forward. So. Right. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the phones to start our show. You can call us 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Chico's on the road, and he starts us off today first. Chico, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning, y'all. Um, I got a question for you, and I'm going to hang up. I'm driving at a high rate of speed on the Elvis Aaron Presley Memorial Highway in North Mississippi. So I'm just going to hang up after I ask. And I've actually asked this before, but it was in the last decade, so I'm sure things have changed. Um, For decades now, I have videotaped every time the Green Bay Packers were on television, and I got a stack of these VHS tapes. You know, that's Green Bay Packers, America's team, 13-time National Football League champions. And also, when I made those VHS tapes, I also used a tape recorder to make an audio cassette of the game. Wow. To listen to them like road trips or hot nights in Mississippi in August, whatever. And um, I need, seeing that the Packers are about to win the Super Bowl this year, <laughs> I need to digitize those cassettes so I can share them with the world. So if y'all would just let me know the best way to switch those cassettes over into my computer, and by best I mean simplest and most economical. And I would be much obliged. How about that? That's a well, fun. Right, I thank y'all very much. Go Pack Go. All right, Chico, we appreciate it. That's a that's a dedicated fan right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, and um, he's in a much better position than the, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are because, I mean, the last time that their, uh, their oh. Super Bowls out there was only VHS, wasn't it? was <laughs> even... And that was still on a floppy disk, I think. I, I, how do you guys convert those to USB? I'm not really sure. By the way, go Saints. Uh, I think, but, that, I think um, that came on the AOL 2.1 disk, yeah, to be honest with out. you. Yeah. Hey, here's AOL. Here's uh, 5,000 free hours and a copy of the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but on the bright side, there's oh, a man. lot of little tools out there that you can do that with. Um, I mean, just really, I'm just kind of popping in over uh, – you have to have here, – here's the kicker, and, and you know, I'll say the hard part is actually finding a really good VHS player nowadays. But there are a lot of little uh, video-to-go devices that you can actually plug up between those red, white, and yellow outputs from your VHS player to plug it into your computer and then just record it straight onto your computer. Uh, I'm actually trying to pop onto Amazon here right quick and see – this one that I had in mind. Um, and if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, I mean, there are there's, there are people that offer services for that. There are. And, uh, I, you know, maybe not 
I don't know, in, in bigger cities, maybe. I know there are some in the Jackson area. There's probably some in Memphis. I'm guessing there's one in Hattiesburg or so, probably on the coast. Uh, somewhere close to where you live. Maybe not in the city that you live proper, if you live in a you know a town or in kind of a rural area, but somewhere close by, fairly close by, I'm sure, in some town or city in Mississippi, there's got to be a service that will that will do this for you. Yeah, there was uh, – I saw somebody on my Facebook feed not too long ago, and actually if I can – if I can locate that feed again, I'll put it over onto the Everyday Tech feed. But they were talking about that exact same thing. Um, you know, not quite with the pack. Then they were looking for they were actually looking for some other things. But um, yeah, I mean, just kind of just scrolling through really quick on Amazon, I just kind of threw in VHS to digital, and a ton of things come up. Actually, a ton of them with really really good reviews. Even um, I can't see the specific brand that I was thinking. Um, they'll run anywhere from twenty bucks up to a hundred bucks. Um, you literally plug into the back of your VHS, plug a USB cable up to your computer, and run a small piece of software. Um, there's a lot of free software out there that can do that that you can use. Um, as, far, something as, as far as the cassettes go, uh, if you have a tape deck like that came as part of a stereo console or something like that, so if the if your tape player that you have has uh yep. you know RCA right and left outs in the back if you can you can go to I was going to say Radio Shack but it's not even really a thing anymore if you go to like Best Buy I'm sure you can get uh an XLR left right to headphone out and yep. uh, usually you'll be able to you'll be able to hook that into your out of your cassette de- uh deck and into the uh microphone input in your computer and then if uh, you can download a program like, um, what is it? What's that free version? Audacity. Audacity. Yeah, Audacity. Um, if you download Audacity, that is kind of like a digital audio workstation where you can uh, you can record live feeds, basically, and edit them however you want to. Trim them up and save them in whatever of several different formats. And that's going to be time-consuming, uh, but I think you, I mean, you already knew that. You were kind of ready for that, and I don't think that's going to be a problem for you going back through those games and listening to them again. Uh, but that is one way that you can do that. And I'm sure that there, yeah. are, there are also services out there that would do that for you, too, uh, in some way or another. They are. I mean, like, you know, even myself, for example, I have an old uh, VHS that has a DVD recorder built into it that I can actually just put in the tape in one side and spit out a recorded DVD on the other side. So, you know, there's some of those that are sitting on out there, too. Uh, it can be time consuming. Just, you know, but I think, you know, remind folks, of, if you have a bunch of those old VHS tapes that you have out there, maybe you recorded some things, maybe back in the day recorded, you know, uh, children's programs, weddings, et cetera, et cetera. Just remember, VHS wears out. It's not going to be preserved forever. So if you've not thought about digitizing some of those really big memories, it may be things you may want to digitize there as well. I know like our, you know, mine and my wife's wedding was on VHS. That was the whole reason I bought that VHS DVD recorder is because I knew yeah. tape wears out. So um, absolutely, you guys point. know that on the radio side. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones. We have uh, Eli, who is in Memphis. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Hey, um, thanks for taking my call. Um I have a question about Apple, the latest Apple update, and I can't remember the name of the platform. They're changing their OS. And it's not that I don't know how to change it or update it or install it or anything. I just want to know what to expect because I was reading online about it, and there was a bunch of stuff, and you never know where people are coming from when they're saying, oh, be careful, do this, that, the other. You know, you have to do a backup and blah, blah, you know, whatever, crazy stuff. And I just wanted to know if there's anything I need a heads up on before I do install. Well, on the downside, we don't have a Jeremy in here with us today, and I will be 100% honest and say I'm sitting in front of a Windows computer, and I've not done anything with Mac, so I would feel like I'd be leading you in the wrong direction. But we can definitely um, get some comments out of Jeremy on that and maybe have something for you for next week. Again, just being honest, I don't want to lead you down the wrong path with not knowing what I'm talking about. That's okay. I appreciate Um, my honesty. All right, Eli, we appreciate the call. Give us a call back uh, next week, and we'll uh, probably have a little bit uh, more prepared answer for you right there. Our, yeah, our, I'm going to shoot a uh, note to Jeremy right now, so he'll be prepared for that one, and we'll make sure we get that on the show. The uh, the kind of standby answer we have for uh, questions like that is 
if you if you're not sure one way or the other, wait. Um, specifically on yeah. on Apple updates because the people who usually jump in on those things first are the ones who kind of get caught in these uh, these pitfalls you know, right when these updates come out, and then uh, those who kind of wait wait a little bit. And you don't necessarily have to wait long. You know, maybe after the first wave of reports come back, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month tops, maybe not even that long. But, um, you know, just yeah. having a little bit of extra uh, patience with those things. And uh, the last one, I think um, uh, December 14th, I believe, was the last update, mid-December. So, uh, I, I to be honest with you, it's been a couple of weeks, so I I, I would go ahead and try that. I, I I don't I don't think you'd be in too much trouble if you went ahead with that update. To be dead honest with you, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a big believer in being an early adopter. Sometimes the uh, the leading edge can become the bleeding edge really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. If you give it, you know, uh, the, the really good thing about IT folks, be it IT fans or IT professionals, they're really really quick to complain if something goes wrong. So you'll know you'll know within a week or two if there's an update that's going wonky because people are going to start complaining about it. Um, so yeah, definitely. well, and two, you know, in the, in the two and a half weeks since that update came out, I mean, there's enough people have been able to, you know, if there were some issues, those people have fallen on the sword, so to speak, uh, in that oh, yeah. regard already, and so they've probably patched those things up. So I would be. I would I would feel okay with that, uh, Elon. We appreciate the call from Memphis this morning. Let's take our first break here. We've got a couple of callers on the line still. We will get to Wilma and Jay when we come back from this, our first break of the hour. You can call us 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. With Wilts, I'm Jay. Jeremy's out this week. He'll be back next week. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Contractor ever tell you of the price of something and it sounds so high you think eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101 podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wilts. I am Jay. Thanks for listening. So uh, you can you can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. A couple of things uh, to clean up here. Uh, we had a caller uh, call in and ask about uh, the keyboard that Jeremy was talking about last week that he uh, got over the Christmas holidays and he was learning to play piano on. And uh, thanks to uh, Kevin Farrell, who's uh, screening calls for us this morning. He looked this up, uh, dug up our episode from last week and listened in and, and uh, reminded me that this is the Lumi keyboard, L-U-M-I. Go to the website, playlumi.com, playlumi.com, and uh, you could see the keyboard at work and how to order one and, and all that kind of stuff right there. And it's uh, it looks fun, and I was – I don't know – I was – I, I greeted his his Christmas gift with delight last week because playing piano is something I want to learn how to do at 41 years old. And again, I had to unteach myself my uh, years of air piano play before I think I could properly learn. But uh, I look forward to it. Also, somebody called and asked about uh, the music near the beginning of the show. And uh, I'm not sure specifically what part he was talking about. So there's a disclaimer that plays at the beginning of the show with a song uh, with a lyric, the geeks were right at the very beginning, kind of a prog rock sounding jam. And uh, that's a song called the geeks were right by the faint. 
Uh, that's one of the songs that you hear at the beginning. Then right after that, you just that whole thing. That is the uh, that's the title theme to Super Mario Brothers Two, the uh, NES video game. The one you heard coming back into this segment right here. I like doing these sound effects on statewide radio. Your tax dollars at work, people. Uh, <laughs> that that was the title theme to F Zero, uh, a game for Super Nintendo. If we get this next break in, I think the one for the next break will be uh, the the team select theme to NBA Jam. Uh, which was on several platforms. And then the one that runs at the last break, and that's if we get a chance to get that last break in this week, is, oh, my mind just went blank on that one. Uh, Contra, uh, the NES game Contra. So there you go. It's the uh, the, the title theme mixed with the, uh, the, the victory theme at the end after you beat the big boss at the end. In the alien layer, so you do have some nerd skills. You got some talent. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> those are the three games I played growing up. Anyway, let's go back to hey, the phones. Way, back from Jeremy for our previous caller. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I figured I'd go ahead and just, just really quick. He said, "Big Sur is still very new. Technically risky, depending on how many versions of Mac OS you have to jump to get there. Safe, yes, but probably buggy, especially on older hardware." Um, Biggest risk would be losing compatibility with some peripherals, maybe like an older printer or things like that. So um, wanted to go ahead and get that on out there for our, for our listeners right quick. Well, see, that's why you guys are the experts, because I didn't think about that. I was thinking if you're jumping from the, the previous iteration to this iteration, then you'll by this point, you'll be totally fine. But if you are making a significant jump up from several versions back, that is something to pay attention to. So. The reason you guys are the experts for a reason. All right, let's go to Wilma, who has been, uh, excuse me. Yeah, let's go to Wilma, who is in Memphis. She's been patient with us. Wilma, thanks for calling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I've got a really dumb question. No, there's no dumb questions. Oh, yeah. I listen to MTV radio all during the day. But in the evening, I turn the TV on to HGTV. They are continually advertising Discovery Plus, a streaming Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what streaming means. Well, okay. Well, um, you know, it's, it's and it's one of those things, and there's probably a lot of people uh, exactly like you. If you don't, uh, if you're not playing in that particular side of, of things, that's not a very uncommon thing. But really, what's happening now is, whenever you're watching TV, kind of technically, you're already really streaming. You're streaming it from your cable company, be it, you know, uh, Comcast or DirecTV or anything else. They are, they are bringing that video streaming to your house. But with Discovery Plus and some of these other online services, that streaming they're referring to is actually streaming it across the Internet. So you're using your Internet connection to bring in on-demand. So instead of having to basically go by the TV guide and how – DirecTV or Comcast or ABC, et cetera, however they've actually scheduled, say you're going to watch the show at 7 o'clock. Um, with a streaming service, you can decide, hey, at, at 8.43, I feel like turning on this show, and I'm going to go ahead and go click onto it, and it's pretty much on demand when you want it type of service to watch those shows. And, oh, by the way, it's not just the one or two shows that might be on on Tuesday evenings. It's their entire library of shows. Um, so it's just really bringing a lot of what the cable companies used to, I guess, control, dictate, mandate, set up, schedule, bringing that more so to where you have that option. Well, these does that, ads, does that make a little bit better sense? It, some of these ads make it look like if you don't have that, you're not going to get certain shows. Uh, I, I, I'm just wondering what I'm going to, what's going to be left if if you can't. I don't know. If if you have cable television, you are yeah. you're plenty fine. You're, okay. you're plenty fine. Unless some of the shows that you dig are on some channels that are kind of way on the fringe a little bit. Um, but I mean, if you're watching shows that are on uh, Discovery or stations like that, you're you're you know A and E. I'm looking at some, the the networks that are involved with Discovery Plus, which by the way just launched about. 
Mm, yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, just a couple of days ago, the beginning of this year, and it's it's the the newest entry into these uh, the big streaming competition between networks and 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 content creators and stuff like that. And uh, they have uh, HDTV, Food Network, uh, TLC, uh, Animal Planet, uh, the Oprah Network, A and E, the DIY Network. Uh, sci-fi, travel channel, history channel, lifetime. So they got some a discovery, of course. They've got some some longtime cable brands there all kind of under one tent. So uh but cable television, and this is funny you mentioned this because uh, we do have a story about uh ESPN plus skyrocketing sky, sky I can't even say it, skyrocketing their rates uh here in, in the near future. Uh streaming was it was at first and a cheaper option than box top cable systems, uh, but you know, they they got a lot of users that way. And then after millions and millions of users cut the cord, if you've heard that that phrase before, they cut the cable cord and went to streaming, and now those rates have skyrocketed. And yeah, the was, difference between cable and streaming now, to be honest with you, is pretty negligent. And I, I've said this before a couple of times over the last maybe two or three months. I'm almost to the point now, whereas before I was a staunch uh, believer in jumping off a cable and getting into streaming. Now, with the the value in terms of what you get for the price, and I don't know what you what you think, Wilts, having a having a box top system, right? Having the the um, the reliability of a box top cable system that now the the cable companies have caught up. So if you, if you have a box top cable system, they now offer you the ability to stream your entire cable package on your laptop or your, you know whatever device it is that you use. There's almost more value now in being, you know, in paying for cable at this point. And I a year ago, 18 months ago, specifically two years ago, but I never believed I'd ever say that again. And see, I'd, I'd be right there with you, Jamie. And um, me and my daughter were talking just over the last week or so about that because, you know, she's like, well, you know, you've got to have this streaming service to get these shows and this streaming service. And, and it's becoming to where you're having to be, you're having to become your own cable company. And I started running the numbers. And at least for me, for our viewing style, I can't make an argument for cutting. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the on-demand aspect of the streaming is kind of attractive. I mean, the fact that I don't have to sit there and wait until Thursday night to watch, you know, whatever. You know, there, there's some attraction to that, but I, I've got a DVR. I mean, I'm okay. Is it really worth the cost of it? Because right now, you can sit there. If you cut your cable, if I cut my DirecTV off and went to the streaming services to cover what I've got, it costs me more. Um, so... Yeah, I'm kind of like you, man. Two years ago, I'd have had a totally different answer, but um, and I kind of had to wonder: is like at some point, are you going to start seeing all these? I mean, it's, it's like everyone's coming out with a streaming service. Yeah, you, know, you got you got Peacock now. You got Discovery Plus. We've already got the Hulu's and HBO and, and, and uh, Disney. ESPN. You're paying almost as much as that you'd pay for a full cable package just for the ESPN yeah. package. Um, which you know, for people who are really into sports and uh, uh, people who want to see those vintage Dallas Cowboy, uh, you know, Super Bowl <laughs> games, that'd probably be really, really worth it. But, but you know, yeah, man, it's getting uh, it's getting kind of crazy. I wonder if at some point they're going to kind of conglomerate and come together. I mean, you see, ESPN, Hulu, are now you know pretty much joined to the hip. They're going right on in there with Disney Plus. So those those three are becoming one ish. Yeah. So well, those are kind of all under the those are those are all owned and and operated by the Disney umbrella, you know. And and Peacock is you know all the stations that are you know owned and controlled by uh, by NBC Universal, and you know. So uh, I don't know this. As far as Wilma, going back to Wilma's question, and Wilma, thanks for the call this morning. If you are if you're still cool with you know uh, what they call appointment viewing, which is you know, a, a show comes on a station at a certain time every week, and at that time, you're planted in front of your television, ready to watch that show. If you're still cool with that, then I'm telling cable is not going anywhere. It's like people have tried to kill radio, you know, for satellite radio and and you know podcast and 
you know, music streaming and everything you can do on your phone, radio is not going anywhere anytime soon. And Jay, to your point with that, with people in the in the ready to watch on a certain night at a certain time, yeah. social media has really amped that up because everybody's on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram yeah. at the same time the show is happening. So everybody's kind of like, oh, did you just see that? And, you know, how do you feel about that? I can't believe. And that keeps kind of like you say, cable is not going anywhere. Yep. Appointment viewing is it's really, even though what Wilt said with all of the on-demand attractiveness appointment viewing is still there <laughs> absolutely and it's great to have the option to do both uh if you oh, want yeah. if you want it that way which you know now nowadays you know if you have i mean you said like you use uh dvr a lot wilts uh the, nowadays if you have a cable service you basically have the option to do that i mean you can't watch the show early uh, you know before it it you know before it's first run on television but you have the option to you know, you know, record that digitally and watch it back whenever you want to. But we've kind of jumped all over the road with this answer, uh, you know, kind of tying the, the story that we had prepared to talk about today into this. But Wilma, to your to your point again, cable TV is not going anywhere. And so the shows that you dig, you know, unless, you know, it's kind of a unless it's a show that's on you know one of the lesser known cable networks that, you know, might go away here or there from specific cable systems. But if you're watching this, you know, a show on on you know one of the the big major cable networks like History or Lifetime or A and E or Discovery or something like that, uh, that's HDTV. Not, that's not going away anytime soon. So those those stations are going to be there. So we appreciate the call this morning. Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go to Jay up next. Jay, thanks for calling. Thanks for being patient with us. Sorry about that. Wait, what's going on? That's right. You guys are always. I have two easy questions. Uh oh. Uh, my wife has an uh, Apple iPhone 6, and we want to put her on an Android. What's the easy way to do that? And two, kind of a segue to what you just talked about the last 10 minutes. I've cut the cord. I have an antenna. I get a bunch of stations. Is there a way to actually record over the air shows so you can watch them at your computer? That's all I have to ask. All right, Jay, we we appreciate the call this morning. Uh, the getting on to Android, it just depends on, you know, how how much or how little you want to spend, and and that you can literally spend with these phones, man. You can spend as much as you want to. Um, and how do I put her stuff from one phone to the other phone? I'm sorry, what was that? I'm gonna we're gonna get a, a medium level phone, but she's on an Apple phone. Want to get her contact, photos, all that stuff onto an Android. Sure, sure. Uh, When you start your new phone up, it should have some pretty a pretty easy self-explanatory walkthrough process that will that will allow you to connect one phone to the other, and it will be able to pull information from one to the other. That that should be a thing with any phone that you buy and open up. Yeah, and Apple does the same thing. So it goes it kinda goes both ways. Now just, you know, the the uh the disclaimer, of course, apps aren't gonna go over because the two app stores do not recognize each other. But you that, know, like you say, contact. That's photos, a good point. And if you've paid some good money for some apps on Apple phones, that will not carry over and you'll have to buy those apps again. Um now free apps are free apps and it's whatever. I mean right, but right. <laughs> that is a good point. Like if you've paid um you know, ten dollars for a, a podcast app that has you know specific, you know, types of uh, uh, features that you like or certain things like that, and you know, you get over to the other side, and that app might not even be on the other app store, or you'll have to you know buy it again because your purchase doesn't carry over. That's frustrating. I've run into that issue before. So, uh, and what was the what was oh, the second oh, the, the recording the recording from the air. Um, you know, I've heard people talk about that. I I know there are ways to do it. I don't know. I mean, you used to have the uh, oh, what was that thing? TiVo. Yeah. Does TiVo still exist? It's still a thing. No, just in the last year or so, they basically shut all that off. Okay. Um, there are some TiVo-like devices or DVRs for over the air. Um. 
I personally do not have much experience with those. Um, hey, here's the crazy thing. I just went in there. TiVo still exists. <laughs> I guess I was wrong about them closing yeah. it off. Maybe and they, maybe they uh, maybe they were sold, and maybe I got that that story wrong. That might be it because they've got Wonder Woman eighty four coming on in there. Um, <laughs> so they, that that's that's the manufacturer that comes to mind whenever I think that. Whenever I think about you know they they kind of don't listen to what I say. Evidently, doing that. So uh, TIVO would be one to look at. I know there's probably some other free uh, options out there, but if I were being honest, I wouldn't know one to really recommend, and I wouldn't want to. Uh, Recommend somebody a bad product. I mean, Tebow's been around since, well, you know, since Jay was a kid here. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been around a little while. Another one that uh, that a lot of people, uh, a lot of you know, uh, box stores carry is called Tableau. And it has uh, an over-the-air DVR um, feature. Oh. T-A-B-L-O. Jay, we appreciate it, man. And those things aren't, you know, they're they're not the cheapest things in the world. You could probably go to Amazon or, uh, you know, um, uh, GearBest or uh, what's um, AliExpress or something like that. Uh, if you don't mind waiting for a while for it to get there, uh, you can get those things for fairly cheap. But the quality is what you might expect for what you're paying um, you know, with regard to that, uh, the Tableau, and I believe, uh, looking at, uh, like you said, Wilts, the, the Tebow Edge, uh, a quick Google search says that I can go to the Best Buy in my neighborhood, pick up either one of those today. Uh, so those aren't just available, they're in stores. Uh, so it's not like you have to order it and wait for it a couple of days. You can actually go to the store, pick that up today, and be working on that tonight. Uh, you know, by the time you go to sleep, uh, the, if it is an issue for you, the issue is that the, you know, the getting in the door price on something like that is about $150 on up one fit one fifty for the, the Tableau dual light OTA DVR, uh, and the TiVo edge, uh, which has 500 gigs of space is uh one ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. And it looks like Tableau's, uh, either $5 a month, $50 per year or one fifty dollars life there you go so but there is a subscription fee to it um so yeah there's some options out there and the, y'all there's some good stuff over the air still out there if you've not put a hd antenna onto your tv there's a there's, there's some pretty good things out there i and jay we appreciate the call look let me tell you if if you uh, the the biggest issue is getting your antenna in a place specifically if you don't live you know, in the middle of town, or if you're in Mississippi and you live in a rural area, it can be hard, you know, depending on where you live to get, you know, over the, over the air stations, especially because these things are, they're not analog, like old school television and radio stations, they're digital. So it's not like you can, you know, get them to come in a little bit. If you're fairly close to the signal, you either get it or you don't. So it's like, it's either on or off totally. So that's that's a disadvantage of it, uh, but uh, it's not like the good old days when Granddaddy just sent me out there to tell me to turn the antenna so he could watch the game. <laughs> right, right. But man, with with HD television, man, you get so many channels. Whereas in the past, if if you turned off cable or whatever it is, I mean, you you had you know three or four stations tops, uh, depending on what city you lived in. Like I know, growing up in Jackson, if you didn't have cable, you basically had you know, you had the three network affiliate stations in Jackson, and you had like one or two low-power uh, independent stations. And then you had, you know, you had uh, MPB, or as it was then, ETB. Uh, nowadays, you know, each of the network affiliated stations have two or three substations. Uh, and then, you know, specifically MPB has three substations. And man... The <laughs> I might get in trouble for this, but man, MPB Create that that's like the best station on television. I mean, that's 
for me personally, because it's it's they're cooking fantastic stuff and building awesome stuff all the time. It's like a DIY slash food network station. And every time this thing plays in the lobby here in the radio station, and every time I go past it, I wind up stopping and looking at it and watching the show for like 10 or 15 minutes. More of your taxpayer money at work. But, man, MP, MPB Create is fantastic. And like if I like for me, I have a streaming service. I don't get MPB Create, which is a bummer. So I have to have an antenna to get that. And I think it's on some cable systems, but I'm not sure which because I don't get cable. Did I get far enough off, far enough off track there? No, man, you're right there. I'm All right. We got uh, space for another call to get in line here, 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. Bill is up next in Picayune. Bill, good morning. Good morning. Hey, my question has to do with uh, my iPhone. I, two weeks ago, I uh, videoed my buddy's funeral at Arlington National Cemetery, and... Uh, it's 12 and a half minutes long, and being so long, I can't uh, send it out to anybody. So I was wondering, it's, uh, is there a way I can reduce that into segments? Okay. Uh, now, Wilt, you might could help me with uh, what you can do with cloud storage for Apple, but I know even if you are using an Apple device, uh, I know you can use a Google Drive. If you have a Google account, yeah. you can uh, you can upload that file in its entirety to your personal Google Drive and then turn sharing on and share that link with other people, and they'll be able to get to that file and download it for themselves. Okay, well, yeah, I, have a, I have an iPhone with, with iCloud, and my storage is almost full. They keep sending me a notice. Yeah, they'll do yeah, that. Yeah, you're not going to share it out of a... Uh, out of the iCloud, you're going to need something like, a, say, Google Google Drive or the Microsoft OneDrive. Um, so, another thing that I, so I do a pretty good bit with some of the longer videos is, and especially since it's free, is I have my YouTube account. I'll upload the videos into YouTube yeah. and make the link private, and then I can just take that link and send it. And as long as it's private, the rest of the world's not able, you know, like me or Jay wouldn't be able to go in and see it. But if you have, you know, you take that link and you send it to, you know, friends and family, they would be able to get to it while the rest of the world couldn't. So that's another option. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Yeah. Well, uh, back on the iPhone, if I download the Google Drive, will that solve my problem? It will, yes. Well, it will. You would have to, yeah, you had to upload it to the Google Drive, and then once it's in a folder on Google Drive, you just, you click the little dots next to it and say share, and you say you want to share it with, you know, whomever you put their email address in at that point, or to give you a link that you could just send to people. And what they'll do is they'll go on their browser and they'll be able to go to that link and they'll be able to get to that same file. Okay. I would caution you on the, on the kind of cutting it up because what you run the risk of, and I've seen this happen a few times is people will go to edit a video. And if you're not very, very careful, um, you may end up cropping off and losing something. Uh, I just say it's just a really easy way to accidentally mess up and, um, you know, given what your content was, and that's you know that's that's cherished memory. So I wouldn't want to see you accidentally mess that up. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. I saw the, an app to break it up into segments, but it was it was iffy. Um, is that Google Drive? Is that free? It is. It is. Okay, I appreciate the answers. It's going to help me out because I had four videos, and that's the longest one of the four, and. Uh, like I said, he was buried there December 23rd. Well, uh, yeah, sorry to hear about that, and uh, glad we could help you with that. Like Wilt said, you can use, uh, uh, what's the Microsoft one again? OneDrive? Uh, one, OneDrive. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, there are third-party ones, too, like Dropbox, that are pretty uh, uh, popular. But and uh, I, all of those have a free tier. Of course, if you want to, you can buy more space. And that's all depending on, you know, you know what you want to do and, and how much you want to use. And you can use this stuff for any files that you have personally, not just, you know, video files or anything like that. So, Yeah, okay. I use that for sharing. We use that for sharing files. You know, the, the too large to email, we'll put them into a Google Drive folder and say share this folder. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very intuitive and absolutely free. Okay. I like it. Well, back, back on the uh, iPhone iCloud. 
you know, I keep getting that message. How do you get rid of it? How do you get rid of stuff in the cloud? <laughs> well, you, what, what happens is by default, uh, the Apple iPhone, the iPhone is trying to back itself up and it wants to also back up photos and everything else. But here's the problem. They only give you a very limited amount of space. I think just five gig of online space. Well, you take a couple of videos or enough pictures and you're going to far exceed that. So uh, the trick is you have to go into settings and go to your iCloud settings. And for me, at least, I turn off photo photo backups because that's what's generally going to fill it up. Because what they're trying to get you to do is pay that 99 cents a month to expand your space. Yeah. It's, no, uh, in my opinion, it's a money grab. But to turn off the nag, I just told mine to stop backing up photos. And what I do instead is I back my photos up to my Google Drive. Um, okay. Yeah. Which again is, is is free space. I could put that into there, and uh, um, but yeah, that's that's what that's where they're getting you. They're trying to they're trying to perform backups for you, which are a great thing. It's just that with with digital data these days, we just ha we we have a lot more on our phones than what that little bit of free space provides, and that is one of my major gripes with Apple of you know giving such a small amount of space when they know everybody runs into the exact same problem. Well, they, they want to make money like everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right about that, Bill. We appreciate it, man. All right. You two guys take care. And thank you again. Absolutely. No problem. Right, yeah. You know what? I Both when I used to have an iPhone and now with my uh, Android phone, I just go ahead and pay it. You know? I mean, I pay the, I think it's the $2 a month level. Uh, to well, you, got, you got that Jay White money though. Not all of us can roll like that, man. I mean, yeah. Boy, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. I need an agent. Anyway, so thankful for all the calls today. A lot of, a yeah, lot man. of, a lot of calls. A lot of cool, different, uh, uh, not cool issues that people are running into, but uh, uh, different stories to hear, uh, situations that people are trying to deal with. And uh, man, oh man, how about uh, the. <laughs> Epic Games buying a mall, an entire mall. I'm still liking Java's idea. Yes. I mean, that would be freaking cool. The mall is in Cary, North Carolina, by the way. Uh, and uh, it is it is not a completely dead mall yet, but it's a dying mall. Uh, I guess you could say it's similar to the, the shape and situation that the Metro Center Mall is in, in uh, the Jackson, Mississippi area. You know, Jackson State University wanted to have a, uh, they wanted the state to build them a dome over on their campus, right? So they could uh, get out of Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium so that the University of Mississippi Medical Center could expand over there. And, uh, of course, the state didn't want to pony up the money to build a dome because, right? Right. Dome or no dome, February 21st is the first Jackson State spring football game. There you go. With their Deion Sanders recruiting class. It's like up in the national top 25. That's crazy. But anyway, Coach Prime. I'm telling you, man, that Metro Center Mall it is enormous. For the longest time, it was the biggest mall between Atlanta and Dallas. You could fit three football domes inside of that mall. That was your answer. All right. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart is next on Think Radio.